You are now listening to Halos in the Infield, an Angels baseball exclusive podcast. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield podcast with your host, Todd Fox, and two other co-hosts. Who wants to go second on this one? I'll go last. Okay. Hi, guys. It's Courtney. Nice to be back. All right. That's Courtney. Hey, guys. It's Fernando, and I'm disappointed. I don't, I'm not rocking headphones around my neck. <laughs> For those of you guys on the podcast version, I mean, Todd's doing his best uh, DJ impersonation. He's got the headphones on. The only thing missing is for him to be holding one up to his ear aggressively. I could. I could. It could be like this. You know. you mean, yeah, as he yells things like, congratulations or happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to give some shout outs. You know how we do. Yeah. But, but yeah. first off. Rocks in the outfield. Mike Trout. <laughs> Shohei Otani. You know? exactly. Shohei Otani in right field. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that for sure. <laughs> But uh, this is the podcast version, and if you're watching on YouTube, hello, everybody. Uh, you can also catch us on all kinds of different mediums, such as Spotify, iTunes, and all that other good stuff. And we'll get to some more uh, stuff later on. But first, we want to talk about the abomination that was a two-game series against Oakland, where this team could have been three and a half out. Had they swept, had worse, stay where they're at. Instead, we're looking seven and a half out right now. What do you guys think? Big sad. Yeah, big sad. I was crying. I was watching it at home crying. And then yesterday I was listening to it at work crying. So it was just tears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one run in two games. Um, you know, they came out. We thought that they were going to be a little bit better against Seattle. And, you know, like, well, then they were against Seattle. And losing, you know, two out of – or only winning two out of six in a crucial series there – and still getting help because Oakland lost and then having a chance to where if you take advantage of Oakland, which is right in front of you, they, I mean, I don't know what was more annoying, the, the Angels' lack of offense or those guys beating those wind chime drums in the outfield all game in Oakland. You know what, hot take? I'm a fan. What? 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 Dude, so I went, I've gone to maybe like five or six games at the Coliseum and, you know, I take the Coliseum for what it is. I mean, is it a dump? Yes. But I make the most out of everything. I've, I've been at Tropicana Field. I heard Courtney's take on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I take everything for what it is, okay? Tropicana Field was okay for what it was. Yes. Oakland is okay for what it is. It, you know, it was a relic of, its, of an ancient time, right, where mm-hmm. everyone thought it would be a good idea. Well, well, the hell would we have a football and a baseball stadium? We can just put them all together. <laughs> so, you know. It's like it's a, a relic. Was that? It's like a two in one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, it's like boxers and briefs. You have them together. Oh, Why not? I don't know if I like, do that. But okay. well, I mean, they are boxer briefs, or it's just like Wendy's, the four for four. You get the nuggets and you get the burger. Oh, it's the best of both worlds. There you go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's not the best of both worlds? Our offense and our bullpen. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, but for us to have a complete goose egg, a big old nothing for yesterday is absolutely no excuse for it. The only thing I can say was even slightly interesting about yesterday's game um, was the fact that Madden got ejected. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a pointless ejection. It was like, it was. What, what are we arguing at this point? Yeah. What? yeah. He was there was it was pointless there was really no need for it but that if that was the <laughs> only bit of action even coming from our dugout then sure I guess I'll take it for the time being but yeah it was definitely pointless argument no reason for it but it was the only thing that kept me listening <laughs> I mean leave it to Joe Madden to like get tossed from a game and just, and like the fans instead of being like yes finally to be like what the hell are you doing yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, bro, go sit down. <laughs> if I was the umpire, I would have just said that. I would be like, you know what, Joe, just just, just go sit down. I'm, there's not even a point of tossing you right now. It's more of a punishment to keep you around. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to throw a couple stats at you guys here. And, you know, we talked right, about right. it before. If you cannot beat your division, you're most likely not going to get to the playoffs. 
And we understand that sometimes, you know, you could maybe rock it or, or be 500 with the top two teams that are in the division, try to stay close to them, and you got to beat up on the teams below you. So cut Seattle out of it, cut Texas out of it. But a couple quick stats. Against the American League West, the Angels are 16-27 and 27 this year. Then you look at what they are against Oakland in the last three years. In Oakland, they're 7-20. and 20. The last three years in Houston, they're 5-27. and 27. I mean, it's glaring to see what the problem is right there. And it's like I said on the post game: if you watch wrestling, Ric Flair says to be the man, you got to beat the man. And they cannot, yeah, they cannot beat the man. <laughs> so they are not the man. <laughs> no, we are nowhere close to being the man or woman. Whatever there you, you go. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, there, there's just no way. I'm sorry. And for me, being a diehard Angel fan, I don't see us making it through October. We are going to see everybody else run circles. We're going to see the athletics sitting there and competing. We're going to, you know, we're going to be seeing the Astros again, the, the asterisk Astros. We're going to be seeing them. There again. You go. So, you know, I just, it's going to be very hard, you know, and of course us three, we're all diehard angel fans. Of course we want to see our boys out there, but with the stats already against us, Oh, good God. I don't see how we're going to pull anything together unless our bullpen gets its shit together mm-hmm. and our offense has the sticks to back it up. Like we just, we can't, I don't really see it happening. And then we just, first of all, we still have to get everybody healthy. We yep. still don't, you know, we still don't have trout. Um, I think there was a video of him running yesterday. Finally. There, there um, was. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was a hundred percent speed or not yet. So it was not, it was like your grandma running. No offense to your, to anybody's grandparents, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he's still not a hundred percent running. Um, I think Upton Upton was uh, playing for the bees the other day, but he had a bomb. So I, that's good news, yeah. thankfully, mm-hmm. but you know, and then Radone Rendon is still icing his vagina. So I just, <laughs> She said it. She said it. Yeah, she 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 can say that. I can't. <laughs> so I mean, come on, man. Like you know, we still have to get our main guys back, mm-hmm. and so with us playing Oakland again soon, um, you know, I just we're looking further and further away, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> good take. Good take. What do you what do you got, uh, Fernando? All right, give me about a minute here to just go on a rant, and then afterward, uh, stop me before I die of a heart attack in my hotel room here alone. <laughs> so, all right. I don't know what it is with this team. Literally, the past, what, six years, we've had to deal with mediocrity seven. in a situation where on paper we are one seven years, where we are on paper one of the better teams in Major League Baseball. There is zero reason as to why we should be losing to these no-name teams or hell, even what the athletics are doing. I get it. Yeah, Moneyball, I get it. Good scouting. Great. But at the end of the day, there is zero reason why we should be getting our asses kicked up and down the entire coastline constantly. It happens all the time. And if it's not the offense, it's the bullpen or vice versa. It's always something. And the thing that pisses me off the most is we either a only beat the teams that we should beat, or then we have some years where we lose to the teams that we should beat and all the teams that we shouldn't be beating because they're better than us. We kick their ass. You saw, I mean, look at this year. You saw with the Red Sox, you saw with the Yankees last year, we swept the goddamn Padres, but we can't beat the Mariners. We can't even compete with Oakland. One run in two games, you, you, we might as well just gotten shut up both nights. Obviously, I think I'd be less pissed. I'd be like, well, I mean, hey, they were just the better team this series. Instead of, oh, well, they put up one run. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, w- one thing I noticed in the game the other day, um, you know, obviously with Otani losing the game, he pitched his ass off. He actually took credit for the loss and said it wasn't on the bullpen, which is <laughs> – that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, what hilarious. are you doing? Nicest guy in baseball. Like, exactly. that... we don't deserve Otani. I'm going to say <laughs> no. it. I've never, I've never said that about Trout. I'm always like on the anti, like the shut up people. But no, I don't, we don't deserve Otani. I don't think anybody does, to be honest. We really don't. He is the nicest 
person ever. Like, yeah, how can he say, I don't even understand how he, he can sit there and say that the loss was on him. Like what he had six shutout innings. First of all, I don't even know why we pulled him in the first place, but you know, whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how he takes that loss, but I do have a question. How do we feel about his two-way days? Um, and if we do take him out, so if Madam takes him out pitching, uh, about putting him in right field or left or wherever, keeping him in the lineup, is that okay? A good let thing? me ask you. A, you know what, Todd? You answer first, and then I'll give my rebuttal. Okay, just real quick. I w- I would just say, you know, this year we're kind of stuck with what what they got. I would say next year I would move. If you're not going to get a high price right fielder, uh, move Marsh or not Marsh uh, Walsh to right field. And put uh, or, or platoon them at first base. Train Otani at first base. Uh, I think it'd be better than his size running down a fly ball is a lot easier for him to be playing first base, in my opinion. So if you could play him at first base and move him over there just for the latter part of the game, I don't see a problem in that. That that's what I would do. Well, uh, he was taking uh, reps at first base last year. Mm-hmm. There is videos on Twitter of him, you know, during batting practice taking some reps over at first. But that's last year when we didn't really have a first baseman. That was before the Jared Walsh, you know, yeah. success the second half of that season. If, if you can even call it a second half, I mean, it was basically just not even a half. Yeah. It was an exhibition, like Todd likes to say. <laughs> but, um, okay, let me ask, Courtney, uh, are you assuming, like, are we just talking about this season? Or do you mean, like, his two-way days overall? His two-way days overall. So, given, like, what he's been able to produce when he does have his two-way days, and then I think going going into the future for the rest of this season, mm-hmm. how do we feel about his two days once he's taken out of pitching? Like, oh. should we keep should we put him in the outfield just to keep him in the lineup, or should we pull him completely? Oh, I thought you meant like should we just completely get rid of him as a two way player, like yeah, make him know. pick? I thought that's what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not ready for all that. I'm not ready for like <laughs> yeah, I, we need him as a pitcher. He's literally Clearly. besides Alex Cobb. <laughs> And Rysel Iglesias, all we got. It's Rysel, you know, Otani and Cobb at the top, about 50 to 60 pounds of crap. And then everybody else. You know what? Actually, I'll put Watson and then another 50 tons of crap and then everybody else. There you go. Watson's not great either, but at least he's like the lesser of the evils. But um, (laughs) I don't know. I I think that as the season progresses and if we do continue to trend in the wrong direction and we get farther and farther out, we're going to see a lot less Otani. Like as far as, you know, two-way, as far as like let's leave him in there after he pitches. What's the point of getting him hurt? You know, if we're out of it this year, we're out of it. I agree. I, I think it, um, going back to it, I didn't answer the question right either. Um, I, <laughs> I will say if he gets dumped or, or, or say, for instance, if he gets pulled in the sixth inning, unless the Angels are like a couple games out of the wild card, there's really no need of putting him out there in the outfield risking an injury, risking uh, his endurance or his, uh, you know, the, you know, just making him overall tired, exhausted. Just take him out of the game. He's already pitched a pretty good game at that point. Um, and you're not within striking distance. Take him out of the game. Got it. See, I don't – I love the fact that he's a two-way player. Don't get me wrong. But I just think um, – honestly, I think it doesn't matter where we're at, whether we're later in the season and we are in contention for wild card or not. After he's done pitching, just take him out. Just take him out completely, and we're we're gonna have to figure it out because we have the team to do it. We have the names to do it. Yeah. And it should not be put all on Otani. And I don't think that's his. It's not all his responsibility. When you see and hear our other names like Trout, like Walsh. Hopefully, he has another great you know second half. Uh, Rendon when he's done patching up. Uh, Upton when he's back. Uh, all those people can care Fletcher, all of our guys can carry the load to where Otani does not have to sit there and stay in a game after he's done pitching, whether he did phenomenal or not. Mm-hmm. Real quick. I want a question for both of you guys with Marsh, what he did up in Oakland um, and getting all those hits. Did you notice that he went the other way on most of his hits or he, he squared up and he wasn't having a launch angle. Do you think him being brought up, was a message being sent to the rest of the club like, hey, this guy gets it. He's trying he's hungry. He's trying oh, yeah. to go to all fields. <laughs> maybe maybe we should copy what he's doing. Oh yeah. I think so. Um I mean I think for some reason that we've 
us as a lineup, besides Fletcher, honestly, we've made it hard on ourselves. Everybody's going for that big launch angle. Everybody's going for the big hit. They're going for the batter's eye. You know, everybody is going for that big hit and just not keeping it down to basics, keeping it down to mechanics. Hey, just get the 90 feet. Just get to first base. Just square up on the ball. Keep it simple. Marsh kept it simple. You know, he saw his opportunity. I understand, you know, the first game that we brought him up for Seattle, you know, he went over. It's fine. I mean, the nerves. I, I'm i pretty sure I went over my first five games when I was in college just because the nerves. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I get it. So for him to sit there and come back, and I think what it was a two for four day or three for four day. Um, I think got three hits, yeah. Yeah. So for him to sit there and come back and do that, he sat there, you know, he was probably like, Hey, just keep it simple. They brought me up for a reason. And that's what he did. He produced. So hell yeah, it was a message. Um, I'm not quite sure. Um, I think there's a variety of reasons why they brought up Brandon Marsh. I think one of the biggest reasons is because I don't think we finish July 31st or August 1st. I don't think Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele are both of the organization. One of them is going to be gone. And I think maybe Brandon Marsh is that guy. So perhaps this is a showcase to show other major league teams what he's capable of. I think that's the much more likely situation, but I could be very well wrong. Maybe Perry brought him up because he realizes that these guys are playing with, you know, a foot up their ass and they just have, they're not hungry. So maybe they brought up, you know, this young guy who's, obviously highly touted in baseball as a prospect uh, to come up here, maybe just pump some young energy in there and maybe rejuvenate the club. That could very well be it. But um, yeah, no, I mean, he was situational hitting. I mean, you know, he hit the ball down the line. I like seeing that just like you said, you know, there's this uh, guy, I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. He was really bad as an angel's name was Albert Pujols. I absolutely garbage as an angel, but you know what, what I will say to that old man, the 52 year old uh-huh. is that he was really good at situational hitting if we had bases loaded with like one out the guy who i wanted hitting was that old that old ass because at least he knew hey man all i gotta do is pop the ball up to the outfield and i'll drive a run yeah you know that's what we don't do like courtney said it's all about launch angle and everything these days like you know they're trying to swing for the fences how about we just you know hit the ball on the ground you know to the opposite side so somebody could tag or you know to score or you know Tag up, pop up, fly, like situational hitting. We, we, we're just not seeing it. I, I agree because I brought up in the post game uh, at one point in the game where Suarez was pitching his ass off again. He should have finished the game, but that's, I digress. Um, the, the A's went, uh, had six base runners. They scored four of them. Angels had eight base runners, had zero. Um, you know, the, you let off the game with a double and you don't move them. And we've seen that countless times. I know Otani's up next. But like I said before, if everyone and their mama's playing on the right side, drop down a bunt, run, walk the first, first and third, do what you just said, Fernando, hit a sacrifice fly by Walsh, you score a run, you take the momentum right away. Maybe you do a hit and run next to set up first and third again, try to get another run in, you know, make it a bigger inning, but put pressure on the pitcher. It just seems like right when the pitcher's like, okay, well, they got a runner at second, he almost takes a, a, a breather saying, well, hey, you know, they're not bunting. They're not forcing the issue. They're not putting a runner in scoring position. Our infield doesn't have to come in. I can just go after the batter and forget about the guy at second base. And, it's, I mean, I, I literally don't get it. And even with Fletcher at second base with the infield pulled way to the right, how come he doesn't walk the third? I mean, I don't understand. What's it's going not on? reading the defense. It's not situational hitting and even the outs that they're not productive outs. Yep. So yep. sit there, you know, we're not thinking smart, you know, again, with Otani with legs like a gazelle, you know, he won't sit there and drop down a bunt when he sees the shift. He'll do it maybe once out of every 90 at bats. Yep. So, you know, it's just like, no, like, you know, your own speed, you know what you're capable of. If they're giving that to you, then take it and keep taking it until they move back. Like, you know, sit there and test it. And then even then, if you get thrown out, at least you moved your runner. Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't sit there and really try to beat the shift and try to shoot for this little three, like three, four hole that's now created. And you're still probably going to get thrown out. So it's not being smart at all. Yeah, it seems like Otani's almost regressing in that capacity. At the end of the uh, beginning of the season, we saw him bunting the ball. We saw him hitting in the ball the opposite way. 
And all of a sudden, it's like, well, no, we're just going to aim for the shift again. You know, we're, we're going to try to pull the ball. It's like, I get it. You might have more uh, more power to your pull side. But, you know, maybe this is ground, a groundbreaking hot take. But maybe you shouldn't always go for power. Sometimes it's okay <laughs> to place the ball. You know, people are like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this shit show podcast. Well, what about what about Walsh, too? Walsh has been in a funk because if you notice, too, He's been doing nothing going the other way. It's all been pulling to the right. It seems like it's on the ground. He's swinging over the pitches. And uh, he's. it looks like he's, he's got a launch angle in mind all the time. Um, you guys see him Dip- out of this? Difference with Walsh is uh, he's not as fast as Otani is. At least Otani could drop down a button and probably make it. I mean, Walsh, uh, you know, it might be a turtle race. <laughs> but he's not even shooting to left field, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think personally, and I don't know, I think maybe I'm way off with this, but do you know how hard we pushed for our guys to be in the all-star game? Like besides Trout and Otani, we already knew that with Trout even being hurt and not even playing 30 games, Trout made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we pushed for Walsh and Fletcher. I think those are the two closest ones that were like on the edge there for the first round of all-star votes. Mm -hmm. Um, and Walsh didn't make it. I think he was like right on the cutoff, but he was fourth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. honestly, I think, you know, I don't know if the players ever hear that or hear about the votes. Maybe they do. But I think that's when maybe I seen it in him. His attitude kind of shifted. And like, I honestly think he was low key upset. <laughs> like, he was just like, dang, like maybe the fans don't like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he, ever since then, he was trying to go for power. And he's been trying to go for those bigger hits. Um, so his all, all his mechanics are just thrown off just because he thinks that maybe the people or the club want to see these big hits out of him, which, yes, we do. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we still liked our original Walsh, which is just, you know, getting that necessary base hit, you know, or that double, not necessarily a home run all the time. Well, if that's the case, Courtney, and because it sounds about right, but if that's yeah. the case, if only we had a hitting coach or three, I could <laughs> maybe talk to him at some point. Ah, just we don't have a real hitting coach. <laughs> I know, like me. I'm just, just you can hire fourteen assistant coaches. If you don't have a credible one who the people actually want to listen to, they might as well be, you know, getting hitting advice from you know my child who's yeah. six. You know, bless his heart, but. here's another tough question and and with the struggles of this team and and they're like there's a lot of people that'll make excuses too they'll say the injuries but i've heard you know both of you guys are like well you know the injuries don't matter this is still a major league club i've said the same thing too is that roger lodge who says that yeah roger hey it's it's the injuries don't worry guys we'll turn it's still early we're gonna we're gonna win 40 games in a row (laughs) trust me but yeah we're turning the corner yeah, yeah. Wait, at the trade winds are blowing. The trade winds are blowing. We're gonna <laughs> trade for Jacob Degrom and uh, everybody, Jose Altuve. You name it. <laughs> They're coming to Anaheim, baby. But uh, what do you what do you do at the end of this season if this team is playing? Let's just say they play like they're playing against Oakland for the most part till the end of the season. And they just keep falling behind because at least if they're fighting, we can be like, okay, you know, they fought. But what if we just see lackluster play the rest of the year? Cry. Do you think Madden makes his final year? Depends. Okay, so you know, I I, I don't want to keep blaming the injuries, but it it'll really depend on if he can, you know, kind of piggyback off that. Like, oh well. You know, Anthony Rendon was hurt, and, you know, this guy, this guy, this guy were hurt. Mm-hmm. But if he has a full roster and they just kind of continue to kick the can down the road, it's going to be really tough. I don't think they do fire him because we already have been playing Brad Austin for the last two years for no reason. That's right. So I don't think he'd get fired. But I don't think we're going to kick him to the can necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think a lot of I think a lot of fans are going to be highly upset us included. (laughs) I know I will be, but um, I think we'll probably, even with the way things are going now and they continue to be this way, I still think we give them one more year. Like just in case we could pull some trades out of our ass, you know, try to give our draftees a chance. Like I still think we just give them that one year just in case. 
<laughs> Let me ask you guys this real quick. So, you know, if you would have, if we could go back in time to, you know, like 2013, 2015, somewhere in that range, us, and ask us what we thought about Mike Socher, we'd probably at that point still say, well, Mike Socher is one of the best managers in baseball, right? Because that was before, you know, things really started to snowball on him, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, fast forward to like 2019 us, you know, that was Socher's that was 2018 was socials last year. Yeah. So let's go to 2018 us. We would have been like, yeah, screw Mike social. And somebody would have asked us who's the best manager in baseball. We probably would have said what Joe Madden, Joe Girardi, Bruce Bochy. Like those are the, the, you know, common senses for best managers. So let me ask you guys this. We've had Sosha. We've had Brad Osmus, who's purely analytics. And then we've had Joe Madden currently, who's the middle. So what's the next move? I mean, if it's not Madden, who is it? Um, to be honest, I would have to say it would be someone like well, he's already employed in Kansas City, Mike Matheny, <clears throat> or it'd be a catcher. Okay. It would be a disciplinarian. I think you go from one, you know, you go from a player's coach to a disciplinarian. It's like that in football. They always, you, you, you go with one, one way for a while. And if it doesn't work, let's switch it up. And I think that's what you're going to have to go. You're going to have to go with someone that's no nonsense and so, so you want a Mike Sosha back, essentially, is what you're saying. Something like that, but Mike Sosha that likes analytics. That, that only so you want a mixture of Mike Sosha and Brad Osmus? No, no, no. I, I just I, I would say if you're gonna go that disciplinary route, someone that's just like basically kind of calling the plays and calling the shots, but then also like he's into the analytics. Like he he'll go a certain way, but then he'll he'll have the final call. Type. Okay, so you so so if Joe Madden was still himself, but a lot more like strict and not as much of a player coach, that would be ideal for you. I would say so. Okay, because yeah. Joe Madden like does a good job balancing the analytics in his gut. I'll admit that <clears throat> most of the time his gut's wrong when it comes to the bullpen. <laughs> but uh, you know, Courtney, uh, go ahead. Uh, you you've been itching to get on it. Um. I, don't, I just think we seem too too fucking fun. We just seem too fun. Nobody cares. Like you know, like if we if we lose, nobody cares. If we win, nobody cares. Like there's just nothing. There's nothing. So I think um, a manager that does have that disciplinary, like you know, hey, these things matter. Hey, if we lose, there's actually no. This is what happens when we fucking lose, guys you know, somebody to actually be in there and enforce something in the dugout and something in the lineup, just anything. And I think, you know, whether it comes from a, a, you know, a manager or even just an assistant coach, but I think we just, we honestly need, God, it sounds terrible, but it it sounds like we need a fucking babysitter in the dugout, literally to (laughs) keep, to keep everybody focused on what the end game is in like, what the end game is you see it in t-ball all the time t-ball you see four coaches four four dads or moms out there you know for just these 12 little rug rats and you're like why do you have all these all these parents in the dugout well because all the kids run around and they're they're having fun they're picking their nose that's us yep. i'm sorry at this point that's us you know we have own it own it yeah like we just take a take <laughs> we have nobody in there to keep these guys focused and in the game. And I just think we need a manager or some type of enforcer in there. Just, you know, Hey, this is what happens when we lose guys. And now some of you are going to be traded because you suck. So bye. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or bad, right. I mean, uh, we've seen it before. Like I'm, I'm a piggyback off that comment because, you know, that's a kind of like, you you want managers to be up in your in your grill like happy when you're doing stuff right but then also setting you straight and i don't think there's accountability in this organization whatsoever uh it goes from the top all the way down and especially in the clubhouse it's disappointing like you say you don't see these guys held accountable it's like okay you pitch shitty just get to the dugout you know no one's throwing stuff i mean i've seen plenty of other teams where you know the managers are talking to players afterwards they you know they're they're in their face uh, it's a positive thing or they have special um, uh, things that they do to try to keep the guys loose. I don't see that with a team. I, I just don't. And I think that's, a they did address thing. someday a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. I think David Fletcher dressed up as like a, a unicorn maybe. 
but but did that did that give him a win? I mean, uh, if that worked in Tampa, I've seen it several times in Tampa when Madden was there. But I that doesn't work in Anaheim. I don't you know. Why. Give yeah. him Fletcher dressed as Hercules because he's putting the team on his fucking back. Like, <laughs> what would okay? So if that's how you feel about Fletcher, what would Otani dress up as Zeus? Jesus? Yes. Brandon March is already dressed up like Jesus. So I don't know what to do with that. I just want to braid his hair. Oh, jeez. Dude, maybe we'll tweet. Maybe we'll have Rally Chris tweet at him. Like, hey, Courtney wants to braid your hair. She's in. <laughs> oh, my God. I would die. Just braid it. Oh. Brandon Marsh actually reminds me of uh, Forrest Gump when he's running across America. <laughs> Portland like, homeless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we got to get Randy on those shirts. Run, Marshy, run. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Randy, I know you're probably listening to this. Get on it, please. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but I'm telling you, this this team is something else. Um, if I could chime in on what you guys were saying, like we need a complete George Knox from Angels in the, in, or Angels in the Outfield moment where he's literally throwing bats and throwing the chairs and knocking the spread over like we need some passion or like brad pitt in moneyball where he basically does the same thing like that's the kind of stuff we need i'm not saying i support aggression in every case because most of the time it doesn't lead to anything but it's like we need something how is you i've todd said this about four or five times by now on his post games how is alex cobb the only guy who gives a damn the guy's been here for a couple months mm-hmm. this isn't his team at least it shouldn't be in theory i mean if he's going to take the ownership great no problem someone's going to take the wheels I, it's not joe madden mm-hmm. it's not david fletcher it's not even fucking mike trout yep mike trout's too busy being a a, a pansy at this point like what are you doing he, he's take the dad. reins he's a new dad <laughs> he's learning great <laughs> just wait until his son is stepping all over him yeah it's like come on mike it's you know i mean i'm not saying you got to be an a-hole to your kid or to your team but there's a fine line when it's time to okay hey i you know we gotta sometimes you you know as a parent and todd knows this Courtney, you don't have children do you no okay so todd will will agree with me that you know the main thing about being a parent is always having the unpleasant conversations. Yeah. That's almost all being a parent's about. And it's no different than being a captain. You know, whether Trout wants to take the role or not, the guys look up to him. Yep. At some point, he has to take those reins, whether he wants to or not. And I get it. He's hurt. He might not be there. But he has to do something. Light a matchup under this team. Because Madden's not going to do it. It's not his style. Yeah, you imagine if Mike Trout actually did open his mouth for like two or three minutes, I mean, the, the place would go eerily quiet because they'd be listening. Yeah, exactly. Trout has that. If Trout has that name. If you, you know, if somebody, Trout's the kind of guy where if he asks you to jump, you're going to say how high because you know that he's the best of the best. People listen to the best of the best. People listen to champions. Why do you think that, you know, bless their hearts people in single a aren't on commercials because people are like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about i'm not gonna eat cocoa puffs because he told me to <laughs> but if mike trout tells you to eat rat poison you're gonna because it's gonna make you big and strong you're gonna be like how much do i have to eat you're like i'll think about it <laughs> yeah oh i'm gonna be like okay I, please yes give me like <laughs> i don't know man the rat poison we use has like sugar inside of it, it looks like fun dip sometimes i'm like oh jeez. <laughs> it can't taste that bad. <laughs> you got to eat like I, I think a human has to eat about eight to eleven pieces to get super sick. So I mean, so you've had we can find out. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm an Angels fan. Oh jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, Courtney's dying. For those of you guys who are listening, like the just the audio, Courtney's literally like <laughs> was about face down on the desk dying. <laughs> there is a reason why we're Angels fans. <clears throat> We we're messed accept- up in the head but we love it anyway yeah we can accept that we suck you know we just take our chances and jesus take the wheel <laughs> yeah. yeah right we, we have our mental hurdles and it's fine like you said jesus take the wheel <laughs> there you go hopefully it goes straight into a tree at this point because we need to 
<laughs> Put me out of my misery. We we need we need something to turn around because I mean I'm telling you there is nothing like a baseball season that if your team is not in contention, man, it could feel like two years worth in one year. You know, and this is you know the thing was. that made it better was you know I <clears throat> I've said it all the time I lived in San Diego for 20 years so most of my friends are Padres fans well at least they were garbage too so we got to support each other's trash team mm-hmm. now since the Padres are doing well I I, I can't support them I'm just kind of like you know what f you guys. <laughs> I remember when there was nobody in this stadium and now you know you turn on the TV and like every single it's so bad to get again yeah so. so guys Suarez he pitched really good on last thing on the Oakland series he pitched really good he had 73 pitches before he left he was uh he got into a bit of a jam my question for you guys did Madden pull him too early and would you let him pitch out of his jam at that point um, I say, let him pitch out of it. Honestly, um, the only way to work through it and the only way to figure out what's working and to kind of see how far he goes is if he does it. So leave him in, see if he works, it works out of it. Um, I don't see a reason why, you know, we pulled him too early. <laughs> He's so young, man. Like we've seen the average Suarez. We've seen the basura Suarez. We've seen the good Suarez. <laughs> so, but the problem is, You'll never get a better version of Jose Suarez if you don't let him work through it. Exactly what Courtney said, and exactly what you said on the post game. You know, this is why people need to listen to the post games too, because a lot of this stuff you cover. But it's like Jose Suarez has earned the opportunity to go out there and either A, work through it, or B, shit the bed. But at the end of the day, he's done everything he has to to earn the right to have, you know, to go at least try. Mm-hmm. You know, what has he done to prove otherwise? And I think like it's a, it's a double-edged sword because if Madden comes in there and pulls, pulls them and the relievers do their job, we're we're not, we're not really going to talk about it too much, but the fact you're a genius or a jackass, right? Yeah. Yeah. But what happens is he goes in there and says, well, let me get Myers in there. And then he gives up uh, two run. Oh no. C-Sheck was it C-Sheck or was it Myers? I forgot. Um, at this point yeah it doesn't matter yeah, yeah, right. does it matter <laughs> it was somebody She's was, like, so it was who cares so it, it was Myers for point one he gave up a hit uh but it was a it was a home run right yeah i think he gave up a, the, the home run to laredo or whatever his name was yeah because suarez gave up four runs but he didn't he himself didn't give up four runs yeah you know inherited runners but it was, it was just another questionable call. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the twin series. What do you got for the twins, Fernando? All right. So let us talk about tomorrow's game, which is Thursday. So this will be today when you guys are listening to it. So we got everyone's favorite pitcher, Andrew Heaney, who's five and seven with a 5.56 ERA. Yes. Going up against <laughs> some guy named Kenta Maeda. Oh. who some of you guys may be familiar with, played play for that team up north that we hate. Uh, he's 4-3 and three with a 4.71 ERA. So he's not having a great season either. I had my eight actually on my fantasy team to start the year, and I cut him after like four or five games because he was doing horrible. But um, speaking of guys doing horrible, Andrew Heaney, here he comes. <laughs> Yes, our savior. Um, home run Heaney, he's going to give up a home run by the second inning. Um, wow. book, it, book it, are you calling it? Calling it. All right. <laughs> calling it, there you go. All right. Please prove me wrong. <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, if Courtney, you know what? If Andrew Heaney gives up less than two home runs his entire start, Courtney has to go on our story and make a public apology. Like, I'm so sorry, Heaney, you didn't, okay? Although if she's right in the second inning and he surrenders a home run, she has to be like, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> nailed, you yep, nailed it, and then, like, I should there get a little crown or something. Yeah, yeah, or you're just – <laughs> That's what the filters are for, yeah. Yeah, picture yeah. of you, and it's just glowing, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, look, as an Angel fan – what is your level of confidence with an Andrew Heaney start home or away? It does not matter. Do you guys have above 50% out of a hundred percent 
faith that he'll give you a good five innings? Or, or where are you at with this guy right now, this point in the season? Um, I have no faith in Andrew Heaney. We need to trade him for some dirt. Zero? <laughs> we're, go- we're you're saying zero percent? There's there's nothing. I no, I have no faith in Andrew Heaney anymore. I'm sorry. Ooh. I oh, I just can't. I can't the do fire. it. Fire the fire I takes. Have, yes, I have tried. <laughs> like I, oh, I've tried so hard to just believe in him and give him chance after chance, and I'm just like. No more. I just can't do it. When you give up a home run in the first inning, I'm over it. I, you <laughs> go. You could just go eat grass for all I care. Go Ooh. back, play with some dirt, figure out what you need to do, and go cry because I'm over it. Let's bring somebody else in. <laughs> all right. For tomorrow, I'm going to give him a 65% chance that he has a good start, a quality start. And here's why, because we know he's consistently inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And he's been inconsistent his last four starts. Yes. So knowing Heaney, he's going to turn the corner for at least two starts soon. <laughs> it's either going to be this start or next start. But, I mean, if there's one thing we know about Heaney is – as soon as he starts to suck and, you know, people are like, you know what, we should really DFA him. And, like, as soon as ownership starts to think that, he does well enough where you're like, you know what, you know, he turned the corner. He did it. Yeah, yep. Three or four good starts, and then he's going to just – rest of the year, just – Yeah, he's he's m- probably the most disappointing pitcher I've ever had to witness wearing an Angels uniform as far as potential. And And what bothers me is when we're in the third inning and he's got 70 pitches already. That really bothers me, um, and it's just it's like he'll never make it to the fourth inning sometimes. So, I think for tomorrow's game, I know it's a must win. Everyone is a must win it because they put themselves there. But I give him a thirty five percent chance. Like I'm I'm thirty five percent like faithful that he'll give us a good start. I, I even though you know that he is due to turn the corner. Yeah, I okay. I can't put faith in him. Like, I mean, I'm not zeroed out like Courtney, but uh, I'm yeah, getting Courtney, there. Courtney is over. It's over. <laughs> She's like, why is he on the freaking team? Yeah, no more. I'm over it. We need some new baseballs for BP. Like, I don't know what we need, but we could create it for Andrew, Andrew Heaney at this point. Yeah. Um, Andrew Heaney's last appearance should have been as Otani's uh, pitcher in the home run derby. You know, he would have won if Heaney was the pitching guy. Exactly. I think we would have done some damage. Um, so. Just give me that curveball up in the zone. Just just give me the curveball. You know, I like it up in the zone. They'd have been like, wow, well, Tony had 60 home runs in the first round. Wow. <laughs> oh, and yeah, right. He was throwing to him. <laughs> and you, know, you know what Roger Lodge would have said? Hey, look at how perfectly placed those pitches are. James, play sound clip number four. Boot it up. No, sorry, number seven. <laughs> exactly. Oh no! Yeah, no. I'm over Andrew Heaney. I'm sorry. I don't. I, none. Absolutely none. But but I will say, if we're going with Fernando's theory and he he turns it around, mm. I will go on our story and I will publicly apologize. <laughs> and we're gonna tag him in it. We're gonna tag him in it. <laughs> we're tag him in it and the I will tag him. We're gonna tag everybody in it. My public apology for what I said, and then everybody well, yeah. teams. <laughs> yep, we'll, we'll tag everybody on Angels Twitter the the same way you know, to get everyone mad again. Yeah, we, if if we just tell Rally Chris to do it, yeah, believe me, everyone will find out about it. <laughs> everybody sure. would be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you keep tagging us and stuff? <laughs> so what, girl? <laughs> okay, so Friday or yeah. Todd, do you have something else to say? No, I'm, I'm with you on that Friday, for Friday's game. Okay. All right. So we got Alex Cobb and uh, was it J.A. Happ, I think? It just says J.A. Happ, but I'm pretty sure it's J.A. Happ. Yeah, I think that's him. Yeah. I like okay. that matchup. I like that matchup. We, uh, that sh- um, Cobb, um, what um, Courtney said in the last one, he's been on fire. Uh, you know, and he's 6-1 and one in his last eight starts. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go along with her logic on that. I, I think Cobb's going to continue the streak. He's just going to put a good six innings out there, maybe more, and that should be a victory. Yep, I'm sticking with Cobb. That's my guy for now. For now. <laughs> okay. So I think I think he'll go. Um, I think he'll go into seven innings, and I think he'll be strong. 
Seven innings, shutout ball. That's my take. It's not going to be no hitter, but it, it'll be, you know, you'll, he'll pitch a shutout to the seventh. They'll take him out. And I'm hoping that Watson and Iglesias can secure a win. So as far as Fernando's prediction, I think we're going 2-0 and through Thursday, Friday. Okay. Todd, are you predicting a win? She, she said she thinks Alex Cobb is going to get us there. So what do you think? Yeah, I got a win for us on Friday. Um, okay. And then for the record, you guys are both saying L's for tomorrow, Thursday. So I guess today, Thursday, something's going to be released. Big fat L. I, I think we will take Big it fat L. my hater. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to want to say 2 and L up to Friday. Okay. okay. So everyone ready to talk about Saturday now? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So Patty Sal or Patty San versus uh, uh, Berrios for the Twins. Uh, I don't know much about Berrios, if I'm being honest, but he's 7-4 and four with a 3.690 already. Ooh, but Sandoval is two and four with a three point eight six, so pretty fair matchup. I think Sandoval's numbers would be a little better if you know he would have been pitching all season because I mean you know he, he's done well. Their ERAs are pretty comparable, so I, I think that's going to be a pitcher's duel. You want to go I, first on this one? I think Sandy could do it. I think I think Sandy could do it. I think it will be close closer than what we would like it might be a nail biter but i think we'll be able to pull it out so i'll take that as a dub i am going to take this one as a dub as well only for the fact that i think two hard luck losses in a row for sandy i think that the offense owes him big time and someone's got to come through with a big three-run shot since they don't know how to hit doubles or singles so someone's going to get a home run after like a hits batsman and a and a, a fielder's choice, you know, they're going to get stupidly, uh, they're going to get dumb luck guys on base, and then someone's going to go deep. So I, I think a 3-2 victory for the Angels. I'm going to say 3-1 victory, and Kurt Suzuki's going to homer. <laughs> See, a dumb luck Super homer. hot take. Super <laughs> hot take. People are going to be like, well, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> people are going to come back and listen to this and be like, what the fuck was he saying? Like, <laughs> These guys people are going to how? Some guy in like – Four years is gonna like accidentally click on this interview because they just found out our network. They're gonna be like, "Who's Kurt Suzuki?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's Kurt Suzuki? Never heard of her. I didn't know Ichiro <laughs> still played. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Like no. <laughs> I haven't even shown you guys. I have a I have a meme set in place for Andrew Heaney, Dylan Bundy, Jose Quintana, and Kurt Suzuki. I'll, I'll send it to you guys. <clears throat> They're oh. all four of them in the same photo. It's it's hilarious. Oh, I was like, is it a trade package? <laughs> no. Yeah, right. Let me see if I um there. Okay. I, I sent it to Todd. I'm gonna send I'll send it to Courtney too. Well, that way you guys can uh can hear their live reaction. There was a fan that sent me um he's playing the MLB the show twenty one and yeah. he's like, Look, I can't even get C shit to uh get his ERA under five. He's got like a 560 ERA on his video game. He's like, dude. And then he showed me a highlight. He's like, I'm trying to strike these guys out. And he gives up a home run on the game. I'm like, hey, it's like real life. Yeah, dude. Uh, Steve Ciszek, um on uh, my Xbox. I-, I was playing yesterday before I uh, started traveling. And um, was it this morning? It-, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I- the first like four games of the season, he's given up like eight home runs for me. And he's got like a. 27.00 ERA, and I'm like, well, time to cut him. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> the game is so realistic. That's why I did. I played 20 last year. I haven't played 21 this year, but last year I definitely cut most of the uh, the pitching staff. I have a brand new pitching staff, like a quarter of the way into Same. the season. Love it. <laughs> Same. I, I admit I traded Alex Cobb pretty early on, so that's my fault. I traded, I traded, uh, not Bundy, um, Heaney, like right away, like before mm-hmm. the season started. I'm like, ah, oh, you got to go, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you go. You're perfect not- segue. Check out our new MLB the Show content on YouTube with your boy Jarell Young. What a brain! He's uh, he's new to streaming MLB the Show, so stay tuned for that. But remember, Angels vs. Everybody series will be on YouTube, so make sure to hit that subscribe button and consensually smash that like button. There you go. <laughs> okay, I just got the meme. What the <laughs> I can't wait to post that. <laughs> yeah, so you got you got 
I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm telling you guys, I got offended that we were not considered for Angel's Twitter. So I decided to leapfrog over Rally Chris. And I'm like, you know what, Rally Chris, you're not doing the meme game. So I'm going to do the meme game. There you go. So I've been going ham. I've been posting like two memes a day. I'm like, nobody else on Angel's Twitter is doing this. So let's do it. But that's strong. It. That's that's Game of Thrones and our uh, pathetic pitching staff. That's good. Love it. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what? Is, anything else for the show? For we summed up the athletics and now the twin series because you said there's no yeah. one uh, pitching for Sunday, right? Not yeah. announced yet. Uh, Ober Ober for the uh, Twins is announced. He's going. He's one and one with the five point four five ERA. Uh, let me see. So I would imagine it'd either be Otani or Suarez. Mm-hmm. That'd be set to pitch. Yeah, I probably. Oh, that's supposed to be Griffith Canning spot, I think. Yeah, they cut that six spot out since he went down. So yeah, so they're gonna have to find somebody. My guess is maybe they would either give it a Quintana or a Bundy, or maybe they'd kind of split it. Yeah, if they don't want him to pitch the finale, that's that's true. <clears throat> that would be my guess. That way, Otani doesn't have to work off a short rest. Yeah. yeah. You know, and hopefully Bundy doesn't blow chunks uh, figuratively. figuratively. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Dude, just <clears throat> somebody should have made a meme of him, like, throwing up L's. Oh, my God. <laughs> How was this not done? I mean, it's too late now, or I would go back and do it. But, yeah, you know, yeah. The ship has sailed. The ship has sailed. It's not hot right there. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, the meme's not hot. The meme's not hot. <laughs> All right. Um... I'm trying to think. What's like a maybe like closing question we can ask? Any, anybody have one? Like just off the top of your mind? I got one. Just in okay. case, you know, we have a we have the uh, what is it the the party at August 14th the tailgate at the Anaheim Stadium. Do you think by then we will be wearing paper bags into the stadium? Is that an option to wear in August or September if this team is literally blowing more chunks by then? Are we wearing the paper bags or are we just going to say, no, we'll go in with dignity? Or are we going to go out or we're going to go in there memeing the crap out of the place? Oh, I'm bringing my trash can and I'm bringing my paper bag. There you go. Yeah. All right. I've never worn a paper bag to a sporting event. (laughs) So I sure hope not. I've never done it either. I'll bust out a Ralph's uh, paper bag if I have to, man. That's all I'm saying. If, If this team is looking more and more pathetic, I, I, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a paying customer, man. I'm just gonna give my viewpoint. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know those uh, that T-shirt design that Randy came up with. You know what I'm talking about? The sell the damn team ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he posted that. So follow him at uh, Fast Times Under the Halo. Sorry, I think about it, Randy, but follow his account uh, and you'll see what we're talking about. So that logo right there was made for us to sell on our merchandise page, but we haven't dropped that. And we don't plan on dropping it until we get mathematically eliminated for the playoffs. <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe we should get those shirts printed out so we can wear them in the tailgate. Yes, please. That'd be great. And then also, because I don't know if you guys read my comment, but my birthday is August 13th, which is the start of the Astro series in the first place. Ooh. So I would be 26. Yay. Um, so let's try to make it memorable. But yes, I will put makeup on my paper bag and then we can go ahead and All right. <laughs> some blush on the paper bag. Yeah, we'll just make some it eyeliner. Yeah, <laughs> some eyelashes on there. Like, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's cool. That's cool. See, that's, that's yeah. how we do. Getting getting real over the L's. Really, really starting to get over the L's. I don't know what needs to change, but something's got to something's got to change here. I mean, you know, just like that meme I posted with uh, with Spencer, like sitting on the couch that says uh, me going into the All Star break with the Angels in striking distance and over five hundred, and then it's Gibby with the stop sign, but a smack him, and it's like. Post All Star Break Angels. Yeah. It's like that's so true. It's like we all had that hope. We were all like, I smell postseason baseball. We're so close. Sports Illustrated made that, you know, that cover. Maybe that's why we're cursed. Curse. It's Sports Illustrated. I blame them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, yeah. real tired. Uh, so my boyfriend is a Dodgers fan. Um, and I'm getting, yeah, it's hard. It's tough. And I'm getting real tired of, first of all, hearing the Dodgers announcers all the time. Like, this is world championship Dodger baseball. First of all, 
it was it was 60 games okay exactly. like cool yeah cool your tits so <laughs> no like calm down and i get real tired of him every time when the dodgers win and angels lose and he's just like see look at your team and i'm like can you just shut the just shut up okay shut the fuck up please <laughs> what did you like for football football he's a steelers fan Oh, I know, and he's a diehard Steelers fan at that. So mm. good luck with that one, guys. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't really care about football. I used to be a Broncos fan. It's okay. Well, I'm used to losing teams because uh, my football team is the 49ers. So I'm just, you know, I'm just, we'll just keep it going. <laughs> at least you have the past because that's what every Niner fan will remind you of. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I just like the Dodgers fans back. You know before last year <laughs> yeah no i fully accept what i've gotten into so yeah um so yeah i'm just getting really tired of it um the only joy and excitement that i had this this year with angels games is when we did go to the uh the freeway series that we had at home um oh. and we won mm-hmm. and it was so great because i think we're already up like four to one in the first like first or second inning and i was just like suck it like i was- <laughs> so excited and i got all the beer bought for me that day it was there you go (laughs) we had so much hope so much false hope yeah i mean (laughs) i really wanted them to they could have swept to how they made that incredible comeback that would have been the greatest thing yeah uh, almost yeah that was that was a good series for the angels they they looked really good so we'll have to see what they do here in august when they play uh the dodgers at dodger stadium i'm gonna go to at least one of those so yeah, are we doing anything for for that as a, as a group, as a collective group? Are we? I, I want to do I'm something sure as far yet. as hate week, like have something as far as hate. Oh, yeah. God. So actually, Todd and I had talked about it. So if you're down, then we can get you in, and whoever really else in the neighborhood wants to be part of it. We're thinking about doing this like smack off, if you will. Mm-hmm. So Todd was going to reach out to some people on this Facebook group called the I Five Showdown, which is just a trash talking group, and we were going to get some Dodgers representatives to come on here. And I was going to get my buddy who's a Red Sox fan to come and be like an unbiased judge. And we were literally just going to sit here for like however long we can and just talk trash about each other, just like insult each other's teams, make jokes. And then my friend who's the Red Sox fan will decide like, okay, this was funny or this comeback was funny or things like that. And he'd also moderate it because if it starts getting a little too personal. If it's a what do you think? I love it. Let's do it. I'm so in. Please. All right. Maybe. Maybe we can even get your boyfriend in on the show if he wants. Oh, I think that'll be great. He, ta- he talks a little bit. He's quiet. He's like quiet, but deadly. Like he'll, he won't say much, but when he does, I'm like, oh, that stings. I'm like, all right, let's go. So I think, okay. I think he'd be willing to do it. All right. Okay. I respect him as a man, but uh, maybe not as a baseball fan, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure he's a good guy, but I don't respect him as a baseball fan. That's that, that's it. Yeah. That's I told it. I told her, sounds like a good guy, but uh, nobody's perfect. You know, he's a Dodger fan. So. Yeah. I know. Yeah. They have their flaws. It's okay. Yeah. Well, she could look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, with, with my fiance, she's a Ducks fan, and I'm a Coyotes fan. So, I mean, we kind of all, we, we kind of have that little rivalry. <laughs> but I would just joke that either way, we're a family who likes losers. Angels, she <laughs> likes the Ducks, I like the Coyotes. Uh, her dad, and I guess her by default, are Raiders fans, even though she doesn't care about football, and I'm a Broncos fan. So we all like losers. Love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, when you do win, it just makes it more you know, exciting. You know what I mean? Like, when you finally do win. so That's what I'm hoping for here, man. When the Angels finally make the playoffs, I don't know how I'd react. I, I, I want to say that I probably wouldn't cry, but I probably would. It would just be like all that built-up frustration. It wouldn't even be like happy crying. It'd be like frustrated crying. It'd yeah. be like the crying where you're like sitting there like trembling. <laughs> when you're like, you're like, <laughs> like your face is like turning red and you're just like, <sighs> like <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, you assholes, you could have done that earlier. You're giving me an ulcer. Yeah. See, the, the thing about me is that like last time that the Angels made the postseason, <laughs> I was still in high school. So I'm just like, that's how fucking long it's been, guys. I'm a grown woman now. Like I was just crazy. out of high school. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, so. it's got to change. There's like we we've had plenty of uh, teenagers on our show, the post game, and they're like, I've never seen or I can't remember a post game like or, or not post game of a uh, postseason. I'm like, damn, that sucks. 
So yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of Halos in the Infield. We thank you all for joining joining us for this episode. Uh, uh, if you get a chance, get over to Redbubble and check out the merchandise over there. Check out the Instagram. Buy that merch. Yes, we got a lot of stuff that helps give back to the uh, the page. And then also, we just finished the Jersey Bingo. I've got to get with you guys to see if you want to do another Jersey Bingo. Some some people want to do that again. Uh, unless we can come up with another creative way to give away a free jersey, uh, just let me know. And then uh, we'll start something this weekend or whatever, Friday. I'll announce something. But if you guys can help me think of something, we'll do that. And any final words, you guys? Uh, check out our other sponsor, Raise Energy. Oh, there you go. Uh, no sugar, no crash, and it has electrolytes. Make sure to use the code Halos Infield at checkout. Um, let's try to take this Minnesota series, but um, let's just stay hopeful, guys, and no, no more injuries, please. <laughs> oh, she had to wrap it back to baseball. Boo! <laughs> I'm a, I was trying yeah, to stop yeah. myself from breaking my heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. What's left of it, and let's go, Angels! Right? Let's go, Angels! Yeah, go, Angels! Woo!